Hello, welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Frances Macklin. She's from Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, serves in a great church up there, Pastor Scott and Phyllis Webb's church. And so um, I had seen something about her two of the books that she wrote on Facebook not too long ago, and I thought, oh, I need to interview her because this is so interesting. She worked at Motown and uh, started working there in 1962, and she worked there 25 years. And these two books describe some of the behind-the-scenes things there and then also a little bit of the spiritual part of that that some people don't even know about. So um, I... uh, thought, uh, you know, Francis, I want you to talk about this. Of course, Francis is a a woman of prayer and the word of God has served God and just and and a Rhema graduate also, she and her husband, and then uh, her late husband. She um, served in, uh, you know, in uh, the bookstore there, I think 13 years working in the bookstore at the church, working nursing homes, and her husband was so instrumental in reaching so many prisons in the Alabama area. And um, so it's fascinating, but also she's really good friends with Smokey Robinson. She talks about that. And so you'll enjoy this podcast. And like I always say, if you get something out of it, um, your friends probably will too. So let them know about the podcast, share it with somebody and let them hear the good news of the gospel and also a part of history, United States history and uh, uh, with the Motown recordings and artists and uh, some of the things that went on there. So God bless you as you listen and um, be empowered today by the spirit of God. Well, welcome today to Women of Substance. I'm so glad to have my dear friend, Frances Macklin, with me. Um, Of course, she's in Birmingham, Alabama right now, and I'm in Tampa, Florida, but we can connect, can't we, Frances? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to have you. So good to see you, you, as always. And uh, she's been an inspiration to me for many years. In fact, I had the opportunity to attend church where she was uh, a, a still such a part of Pastor Scott and Phyllis's Phyllis Webb's church. And uh, so I got to see her more often then when I lived in Birmingham and uh, even her husband, her late husband. And it was just a joy all the time to see you. You were always so encouraging to me and prayerful for me. And I appreciate that so much during that, especially during that time, Francis. Thank you. So, <laughs> so um, I uh, recently saw um on Facebook, some books that you had written, and it just captivated me. Uh, I was, I, ha- I knew that you had worked in Motown years ago, yes. but I didn't know that you had authored two books. And uh, so I thought, I've got to call Frances and have her talk about, uh, I want to talk about your life and, of course, your ministry, but also that interesting part of your time at Motown and your work there. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how you came to, to, you know, be hired by Motown and work? Because you were there over 20 years, right? Uh, excuse me, actually 25. 25 years. 25 years, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So how did you get there? How did you get involved? Well, uh, well actually, um, I had 
just gotten back from California. I had gone to California and lived out there for two years and uh, I had just come back. Um, and uh, of course, uh, uh, some of my dear friends, uh, uh, Smokey Robinson and his wife, Claudette, uh, who were part of the Miracles, uh, they were having uh, a celebration for them, and uh, I was invited to come. I went, and I met uh, this uh, charming lady. Um, at that time, I didn't know who she was, but it turned out that she was the, the wife of uh, Mr. Gordy. And uh, she and I talked for a little bit, and uh, but I noticed that she had just a very, very severe cold, and mm-hmm. uh, I knew that she wasn't really feeling well. But uh, but anyway, uh, she stayed for a little while and then graciously left. Uh, so when she left, um, uh, I just thought, I'm going to send her a get well card because I like to do stuff. I, you know, at that time, still do like to do things like that. And I did. I sent her a get well card. And uh, the next few days, I heard from her and she thanked me for the card. So she said, what are you, you know, what are you doing? I says, well. Not too much of anything right now. So she says, uh, well, are you interested in a job? And I says, I sure am because I'm looking for one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she says, well, she says, you know, I have something here at uh, at the Motown Studios that uh, I'd like to maybe talk to you about. And because with our conversation, she found out some of my background, you know, like I worked in a library and all that stuff at school. And uh, just uh, anyway. Uh, she says, so could you, uh, would you be interested in coming to see what I might have to offer you? And I said, well, sure, because I was needing a job. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I went and um, to the, uh, to the studio, which was about, uh, I guess, maybe about uh, six or eight blocks away from where I lived. And uh, so she said, uh, okay, uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, you know, you might not be too interested when you see what I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to offer you. And I says, well, well, let's let's see. So <laughs> I go downstairs in the studio because I was not familiar with a, a recording studio, even though, uh, you know, like I said, Smokey and Claudette at that time, they were they were out on the road and they were, you know, performing. So when we get down there, there's this collage of tapes. I mean, stacked almost up to the ceiling. Oh. And uh, so she said, what I need is someone to organize uh, all of this stuff, you know. And you have to know her. She was the sweetest lady. I tell she's in heaven now, praise God. And uh, so I looked at that collage and I thought mm-hmm. to myself, hmm, I don't know about this. But I didn't, <clears throat> I did not say anything. I just said, uh, well, let's just see what you have in mind. And uh, so she says, I really need some organization here. She said, because, you know, the engineers, they, they, as they say, cut, you know, these sessions and they just throw these things, uh, you know, at us and at us with whoever was there. And we don't know where, what anything, we don't know titles or anything like that. She says, so we just need someone to get this stuff organized. And so I said, uh, well, let me think about it. And so she said, well, I thought that you probably would say that. So anyway, um, uh, on the way home, I thought, you know, this could be something different, interesting. Uh, I might just check it, check it out, I'm, you know, and see what it's all about because I need the job. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so uh, I went home and uh, told my girlfriend about it. And so she says, well, 
hey, she says, try it. You know, uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to stay there, right? I says, yeah. yeah. So that's really how I how I got started. Uh, I started uh, organizing all of those tapes and mm-hmm. getting them titled, getting uh, a system as to how they could be found, and you know, just uh, just start doing library work. You know, if you ever worked yeah. in a library, uh, and uh, wound up, you know, with a very sophisticated, I guess at that time you call it that, uh, library where there was some organization. Uh, uh, the engineers and the uh, producers were not too happy because they <laughs> didn't like organization, and yeah. they couldn't do anything about it because it was her. I mean, she'd okayed everything. Mr. Gordy okayed everything, so all that they just had to follow orders. Yeah, and uh, that's how we got really got started. Uh, you know, started Motown, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, it's history because uh, that was just the beginning. I mean, you know, I went from those. It's now could call a few tapes uh, and reels and whatever to hundreds of tapes, you know, uh, to be organized. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, like I was there for 25 years, but I've been away from there for, what, 40. Uh, but uh, just in my mind's eye, I could just see uh, all of those uh, tapes that uh, we used to, my, my Girl Friday at that time, Pat Cosby, uh, put together. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's real. It takes, well, in my book, I described it quite more vividly. And, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it was an interesting, it was a very, a very interesting time. Oh, I bet it was. I mean, it just so historical. Yeah, very oh. much so. Yeah. Such a marked time in history. Just yeah. Beautiful, beautiful music and songs. And absolutely. I still sing them all, you know. I mean, not all, <laughs> but you know, a lot. Of them, yeah, right? me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you you said um, that you would take like I, I guess they would work on those particular tapes at different places, or you would have to take them. Well, I, I uh, depending on uh, after you know after the the uh, the uh, company really started to get you know really big, they would right. maybe do recordings outside of the studio, and so we would either send them or uh, if we if they were in the city, of course, we would have someone to. Uh, take them to the the studio that was uh, being used. Yeah. Uh, but if it was outside of the uh, city, uh, of course, we would have to send them. Uh, I mean, sometimes we sent things to New York, uh, you know, uh, Las Vegas. It just depended on uh, who was doing the session and what was being done. Most of our hits really came through, uh, as we call it, Hitsville, our Hitsville studio. And yeah. that was right across from... Um, the library, so basically, I got a chance to hear most of the recordings as they were being done. The studio was right down from me, and of course, the control room was right across, almost from me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like I was always uh, I when I knew that maybe Marvin was going to be in the studio, or the Supremes, or Stevie, or um, Smokey, you know, in the group. Uh, uh, I made it my business to kind of keep <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So after you left, um, did you keep in contact with some of the people there that you had met through the years? Oh, yeah. I, st- I still do. I mean, I was just at the Smokies. Uh, he just did a concert here uh, uh, at the Alice Stevenson's uh, uh, downtown here uh, about a month ago, I guess. and. Uh, I took a couple of my, Beth included my pals down to 
to uh, I got tickets and um, went down to see him. It's been it had been a while since I'd seen him, and uh, so it was a real treat to, to meet up with him again. Oh. But uh, and that was uh, that was a blessing, really. What age is he? Now he is a year younger than I am, and he's eighty three, and I'm eighty four. And he's still traveling, and oh yes, he. If you've been at that concert, you would, <laughs> you, would know, you would know that he still is traveling because the ladies went wild. <laughs> Great, yeah, yeah, it was a very good concert. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, everything is uh, actually, you know, because he's born again. In fact, uh, um, just a little side. Trip, you know, side story. Yeah. Uh, in uh, California, Charles and I had the opportunity to do Bible studies at their house oh. in Beverly Hills, and uh, that that was really where uh, we, you know, he, I almost, I would say that he truly gave his heart to the Lord, you know, and uh, yeah. so he's saved, and you know, and uh, Claudette, of course, is, and um, but uh, yeah, we we did uh, Bible studies. Uh, with some of, you know, the elite uh, folks, you I guess you'd say, in that in the industry, uh, for uh, a little, uh, quite a while, yeah. Wonderful. Praise God. Amen. So important. It's a blessing. Um, we sometimes we don't think about people who are famous or you know even have made it a tremendous uh, amount of wealth. Yeah. We don't think about them as much as we think about kind of the down and outers who. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, but every every person is special to God, and every yeah, God everyone. wants every person yeah. to be born again. Everyone, and yeah. I think sometimes even maybe the wealthier and the more famous uh, have, uh, um, you know, that that dissatisfaction that only Jesus can feel. Right. And so sometimes they're more hopeless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because well, well, the thing that that. Uh, in, in my second book is is uh, basically somewhat about uh, the uh, spiritual part of Motown because you know, like most people, they look at Motown as you know the the the, the uh, beginnings of you know the R and B and all that. Mm-hmm. But the all of those um, and most of those artists came out of a church of some sort. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because you know, basically the like the Temptations, two of the uh, famous, well not famous, I mean, but vital part of them, uh, like Eddie and um, Paul, they they're from Birmingham, you mm-hmm. know, and so um, it they and they need and they needed the Lord, yeah. And so that was the thing too that in my second book I talk about the fact that you know we had a prayer group, uh, we prayed for. Uh, the artists and um, many of them we had an opportunity to share with you know share the Lord with them and um, just uh, and of course quite a few of the employees uh, but the, there was a spiritual side yeah. but you know it's, it's so much really <laughs> but uh, we did uh, and we expect to see quite a few of them uh, you know in heaven because quite a few have gone on Yes. yes, but no, it's they, they, they need the Lord too. Yeah, yeah. but there is, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood is, uh, uh, it's a place to be reckoned with, and you know, and it's always, uh, and it was because it was our our privilege and honor because Charles, um, 
at the church that we were at at that time, he was like a social pastor. Uh, he had a, a young group that he took up to up into Hollywood almost every weekend. That's amazing. Yep. Praise God. Praise the Lord. He has messengers everywhere, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Everywhere. Yes, ma'am. None have forgotten. David was, uh, I was talking about our podcast today to my husband, and he said that Glenn Leonard, The Temptations, uh-huh. ministered some with him. Oh, okay. My husband was doing tent meetings. Yeah. In some of the uh, larger cities, they would right. go in Rosie Greer and uh, right. some uh some of the other come movie stars like uh, Donna Douglas. You know, yeah, Donna, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but Glenn Leonard of The Temptations was one of the ones that would witness, you know, to the crowd. and Right, uh, right, and, right. So, yeah. um, you know, once they're saved and have that testimony, they can be such a great influence. Oh, absolutely. To uh, so many lives, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Well, that's what... That's why, like I said, in, in the the, the uh, second book, the uh, uh, other side of Motown, I really talk a lot about, uh, you know, uh, what really went on behind the scenes as far as us being able to have a prayer group at the, you know, at the uh, uh, office and uh, about the prayer warriors uh, that uh, that uh, that pray with us. And um, there we believe um, that. As I said, we'll see quite a few uh, in heaven uh, because of, uh, of having that that prayer group uh, that was there and that was mm-hmm. very uh, instrumental, you know. In, mm-hmm. in the, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your life. Um, I know that you were born again. Uh, well, you think maybe mid seventies? Because you know, I mean, I was one of those ones that was going to church all the time and you know, very religious and thought that I was. Is super duper spiritual, but didn't really have the slightest idea of what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord, really, you know, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I got saved at Melody Land, um, I came full circle, you know, and uh, and that was, oh, uh, I'm sure somewhere around 1974, yeah, or 75. Charles and I got married in 1977. So, uh, yeah, about 7475. Yeah. A friend, uh, got me there, uh, to, for one of the services. And, uh, you know, and when Pastor Wilkerson, uh, gave the invitation, I knew that what he was saying that I definitely did not, when he said, you know, do you have Jesus in your heart? And I thought, I wouldn't, I don't know if I've ever heard them asking that before. And yeah, I yeah. knew that that was not the case for me. Right, so right. that was the, I knew that I needed to go ahead and say, okay, I need to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that was basically my beginnings. Uh, uh, from that point on, mm-hmm. I got into a Bible study. Uh, in fact, it was the Bi- uh, Baptist Bible study across the street from me. Uh, that um, Charles uh, at that time was uh, the uh, what was he at that time? He led the I would say he love you, honey. <laughs> he led the uh, the worship service there, uh, oh, okay. and uh, that's how I really met him. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, 
but I started to, you know, get into uh, the uh, the word there because the, the uh, teacher was a spirit field. He was spirit field at that church, you know. And, uh, and then he saw such a hunger in my heart for the Lord. And he told me, he said, um, you know, he said, there's some things that I can't share with you here. He says, but I know where I can send you. And I had no idea what he was talking about, but I was willing to, I mean, I, I knew that I had this deep hunger for the, you know, deeper things about God. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so he sent me to um, a four square church oh. down the street. Uh, and uh, I got into uh, their uh, discipleship school and um, started to really, really learn a lot about, you know, about the Lord. And from that point on, uh, I knew I was not filled with the spirit at that time. Uh, so my angelology teacher who would uh, be teaching and go out, I would, we used to say he was going out to La La Land, but it was like he'd get caught up in the spirit and come back. <laughs> and he was teaching about giants. And uh, I was having a whole lot of joy, especially as I got saved. I mean, I really had some, some situations at Motown, believe me, because I was always, you know, trying to get everybody else saved, right? <laughs> and I was not too well received because I cut out all of the other stuff, you know, and no longer was involved in that. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and he was talking about these giants. And so I, I after class was over, I said, you know, uh, uh, Brother, you know, Brother Miller, I said, uh, I got some giants in my life at my job. And he said, no, not really. <laughs> you know, that's what he talked and I said, well, are you talking about you? Well, he says, I tell you what. He says, you just need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I says, what? Mm-hmm. what? You know, I mean, I was in a Methodist church, right, at that time. Yeah. And uh, so he said, I want you to come uh, and see my wife. Uh, so I said, okay. He says, they're going to be having a, uh, uh, they're going to be having a, 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 a Holy Ghost uh feeling uh this coming Wednesday or whatever day it was and he said so I want you just want you to come and I thought okay what am I getting myself into <laughs> you know but I I went that morning and I walked into church and I could hear these ladies casting out devils and you know and going I said oh my lord I don't know what I'm going I mean what is this because I didn't know anything really you know yeah and so Finally, she came over to me and she said, uh, my husband told me that you were going to come. And she said, uh, uh, so we're just going to just, you know, talk a little bit. And we did. And she I told a little bit about myself. And uh, so she says, well, okay. She says, well, listen, I just want you to just start praising the Lord. And I said, praising the Lord. So she says, yeah, well, she says, just lift your hands and say, God, I love you. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I did. I lifted up my hands and said, God, I love you. You know, you are so wonderful. And I'm so glad that you saved me. And just for a little bit went on, you know, with that. And just because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, well, yeah. she came back and she says, are you OK? And I said, uh, yes. I said, but, you know, I said, the devil is telling me that that I hate my mother. She's on pension for him. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. Well, anyway, as it turned out, I just uh, she said, just. She says, all I really want you to do is just continue to thank God, you know, for, you know, for uh, Jesus. And, you know, she says, just yield yourself to, you know, him. And 
So I did. I just turned loose. And when I did that, uh, oh, my, I guess maybe for maybe about 15 minutes, then all of a sudden, uh, it was like I heard myself talking in a language that I didn't know anything of where it was coming from except for me. Yeah. And it was like I knew that Jesus was there baptizing me. The Spirit mm-hmm. of God fell upon me. And, and I just began to speak, you know, with yeah. uh, with other tongues. And, you know, and after that, uh, I went back and told my, my Methodist pastor, I said, I got I said, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And he told me, he says, well, you got it all. Because, you know, uh, that's where the the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit really came through the Methodist church. Yeah. Because he couldn't teach you there because otherwise he'd get thrown out of the pool. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but, and, you know, one thing led to the other. And after that, you know, I started to just really decide to seek the Lord more and more and more. And yeah. uh, then Charles uh, had gotten filled with the spirit over at Crenshaw Christian Center on uh, you yes, know Dr. Oh, Price. Nice. And uh he had uh he had gotten involved with a um a discipleship school and he was basically uh getting students for them and so he talked to me about that and you know so one thing led to the other he and I I started going to the doing there and just things just you know just things of the spirit just really began to be more and more just, uh, just you know, very, very, very important to me. Sure. And so one thing, he and I would go to meetings. We go to uh, TBN rallies. So, I mean, we went everywhere. You know, wherever <laughs> there was something going on, we went. You know, and uh, got to be, as we called it, good friends at that time. And uh, we did that for about a year. And then we finally realized that, uh, or I did, that you know something was getting a little bit more serious here than what we thought, you know, and, yeah. and as it was, it turned out that, you know, that he and I uh, finally realized that the Lord had called us t- together and we got married oh. in 1977. That's uh, wonderful. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, and it goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what marvelous work y'all have done for the for the kingdom of God. Amen. Yes, we done a lot of things. I tell you, mm-hmm. of course, we left uh, uh, California in uh, nineteen eighty uh, eight eighty seven. Uh, after I retired, I retired in I retired in nineteen eighty seven, and we left uh, uh, California to come. The Lord said, told him to come back to Alabama. So I said, well, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do? He says, well, whatever the Lord tells us to do, you know. <laughs> and then we wind up in Birmingham because he had thought about starting a church. And, uh, but that wasn't it, you know, and because uh, as time went on, we realized that we were really called into the HEPS ministry. Mm-hmm. That we were called to really serve pastors. And, uh, so we, you know, we went after that big, big time. Yeah. And yeah. that's when we, uh, uh, saw, uh, became acquainted with uh, Word of Life. We're sitting in a restaurant across the street. I've uh, been looking for a church, and then we looked over, and there was this big marquee that said uh, Kenneth Hagen. And I says, "Child, that's the church we've been looking for." <laughs> what? And I says, "This church, that's uh, Brother Hagen is going to be because we, you know, we knew about Rama from yeah. California, of course, and uh, but he just left." And I said, 
oh my goodness, I said, well, I know we're going to be next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) And that next Sunday, we walked in that church and we knew we were home. Oh, And that's been over almost 30 years now. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and of course, you know, we became involved in uh, health ministry. Of course, Charles, it took a little while for him to realize that, you know, that he was there to really help Pastor Scott. And, uh, and finally, we finally reeled him in. <laughs> and then uh, to, I think, uh, 1992, uh, he felt that the Lord was calling us to go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. And so we went, we talked to pastor. Pastor said, well, um, uh, I want you to wait just a little bit longer uh, before you take that step. And so, you know, we were obedient and, uh, but we, he knew that we were, that he wanted us to, to just go out and just see what Raymond was all about. So we, they were doing a, um, a trip out there where the church was and, and we went along and we, we knew that that was where we were supposed to be. So in 1992, uh, uh, let's see, 1994, yeah, uh, we decided that, uh, he, he decided it was okay. And so in 94, we went to Rhema oh, and graduated in 96. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. How was that going back to school like that? Uh, it was not easy because <laughs> <laughs> we were the oldest ones in our class. <laughs> but we had a real advantage because we were coming out of a church, you know, where the word was being taught. I mean, yeah. you know, we were well grounded. And yeah. we were a pastor, and uh, they would always be surprised that uh, the instructor, whoever it was, I, even I mean, because I had, and praise God, we had uh, Pastor Moore at that time, which was wonderful. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, didn't have uh, uh, Patsy; she was gone. But uh, you know, if there was any questions that I had, I would get home from school, and there would be maybe a cassette in the mail. And it would be almost the answer to the question that I had, you know, from pastor. It was just like he was pastoring us here from here, uh, even out there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and we got straight A's, which <laughs> <And, laughs> he awesome, which he which he wanted us to get. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, of course they, you know, kept close contact on us, and um, it was just uh, it was good, but uh, I, we were kind of. Looked uh, upon because first of all it was Pastor Scott Webb and they knew about him, sure, uh, but yeah. you know, but they'd come to us. So I said, man, don't these folks have a church? That, because there was Raymond out there, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, we got quite a bit of respect uh, because of uh, the fact that we were able to just share with, especially younger, because we was a younger group that we were with, and uh, but it was not easy, believe. Me. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's a big step going back to school. You know, at, I know, I know from my own life going back. I went back to school when I was forty. Oh um, yeah, okay. it was a huge step to get back in the classroom. You know? <laughs> it was a little scary, I have to admit. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I went to Samford, you know, there in Birmingham. Yeah, I yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God helped us. God we? helped us. Yes, he did. <laughs> he, really, he really helped us. Well, especially me, Charles, you know, he was always a scholar, so he was, it was good for him. <laughs> but, you know, here I am, you know, 
having to take care of her husband and then school and, you know, work. And we had to work, of course. And yeah, man, it was not easy. Mm-mm. But uh, God, God, he helped us. And of course, we had we had a church family that was just, they were just, I mean, they would write to us and uh, I'd send them daily uh, or monthly reports and things like that, you know. So that 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 helped out a lot. Sure, that's great. Yeah, that's did. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a beautiful life! Well, it, it was interesting. It still is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I know. Yeah, um, but I think about um, what you said about you felt called to ministry of helps, and that you've called to to serve a pastor. You know and mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know if people really realize how very vital that is yes. to uh, for because I've pastored almost 42 years. Yeah. And yeah. it is just essential to have that support from Ministry of Helps yes. and the consistency of it and the stability yes. of it. And that's what you and your husband provided so many years. And, uh, oh, it's so valuable. And, you know. Um, it needs to be taught that, you know, that part of it needs to be ministered to the younger people because otherwise, how, how would they know that that's such a a huge, huge part of ministry and the reward in heaven is exactly the same as if you were a prophet or an apostle or evangelist, you know, um, ministry of helps is listed right there, you know, gifts and, um, wow. So I think there's so much in that too, Francis. Yeah. I really, I saw you in that role. Well, of course I see you now in that role because I still, you know, I'm connected with Pastor Scott and Phyllis and I yes. see you there. And, but even back then, um, when I was in Birmingham, you know, I saw that beautiful gift on you and your husband and the grace that it takes to do that sort yes. of thing. Yes. Yes. And, um, so I want to say that I admire you and I appreciate you so much in that well, role. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, my husband really is the one that helped me a lot, you know, with the uh, uh, the uh, helps as far as helps because he, you know, he he was the kind of man that really, really loved, you know, loved the Lord, and you really wanted to uh, be a blessing to his church and to his pastor. Yeah. And, um, you know, at one time, uh, I think we were going into, I, I don't even, can't even recall the number of prisons that, that we were going. In fact, Pastor mm-hmm. had to cut some out because he told Charles, he's a child. <laughs> you, you bought, we bought vehicles for almost every <laughs> direction you need to go in, but now we need to, you know, we need to stop. But he really wanted to get into uh, the prisons to help those guys in there. And then, you know, we did uh, nursing homes. We did. In fact, I was thinking about when we first came back from Rama. Uh, Pastor was, you know, we had seen Pastor's vision at that time, and we knew we wanted to be a part of what he wanted to to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got on the phone and started calling nursing homes, and you know, and got us into our nursing home ministry, because uh, they were waiting for somebody to. I mean, they wanted help. They needed help. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and then we got involved with. Someone that was in, uh, that knew about uh, the uh, the prisons and got involved in the prisons, and we got uh, in touch with someone that knew about the boys' homes and girls' homes. Got involved in there, so we were some busy people, I mean, <laughs> really. 
But uh, I think Charles had the largest group of helps than anybody in the church because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just so much to do. Yeah. Uh, and but, you know, but we had the blessings of the Lord uh, from Pastor and, and Phyllis to do it. Yeah. You because know, yeah. uh, uh, Pastor would, uh, when we would talk about even the nursing homes and I said, Pastor, I said, you know, sometimes we go in, especially with some of our helps people, uh, you know, because uh, they weren't used to seeing, you know, the uh, residents and and they weren't just weren't not used to that kind of ministry. Yeah. And he said to Francis, he says, all I want you to be sure and do is that you always touch them mm-hmm. and you always tell them that you love them. And he says, that's what you need to teach your people. And that's what we did. Right. I tell you, uh, we were, uh, well, we were really, really highly, our church was highly respected because we, we did an awful lot, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. for those areas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think about Charles now wearing all those crowns and all all those diamonds and things dripping off (laughs) because he really, I mean, it was nothing phony about him. You know, Mm -hmm. he loved what he, what the Lord had him to do. Yeah. And he loved training and he loved his pastors. And I tell you, and he made sure that each and every one of those in the Helps ministry realized that. They wanted there because of him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and a great deal of respect for our pastors. Uh, that was, you just didn't mess with them, you know. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I, I just, that is one thing I really loved about him was the fact that the respect that he had, you know, for his pastor, you know, there was, uh, there was never any time that he felt that pastor was uh, directing him in any direction that he should not go in. Right. And because of that, he was almost able to get everything out of him that he wanted. <laughs> you yeah. know, he something for prisons or for sure. whatever, you know, he, he did not uh, he did not say that we could not have it. Yeah. Uh, because he knew that that uh, wasn't anything that we were trying to do as far as, you know, bring attention to us, but he knew that it was to bring attention to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and I loved him for that. Sure. Yeah. Well, you built mutual trust, you yeah. know, and respect. Yes. Y'all respected your pastor. And then yeah. in turn, he had a great deal of respect. Yes, he did. Yes. Y'all. And uh, that's a beautiful thing when that divine connection is the there. Divine connection. Yes, that's what it, it was. Really, it's beautiful. Yes, well, ma'am. I want to talk about your books again. Please tell the titles. I know that there's going to be a page that comes up. That, so that people can order these books who want to read what you've written. But um, can you tell the titles one more time? Yeah. The first one that I wrote was I Remember Motown uh, When We Were Just Family. And that one talks about, uh, you know, uh, the behind the scenes as an employee and what we did. We did some, uh, one thing that I will, will, will mention is that, you know, we didn't have any money. Well, not an awful lot of money anyway. What we did, uh, you know, our, we needed to have our, uh, the lawn cut. We didn't have any money to hire anybody to cut it. So I suggested to Miss um, Ray, who at that time was, you know, Mr. Gordon's wife, and I said, why don't we just have a weed pulling party? <laughs> so, so we did. You know, uh, Mr. Gordon said, yeah, that sounds good to me. You know, 
don't have to pay anybody to buy lunch, you know? And yeah. You know, we went out there and pulled weeds and got our lungs looking together, looking good. And, you know, and so those are the kind of things that we did, you know, behind the scenes. But it was fun. It really That's was. Awesome. Yeah. So that book talks about, uh, as I said, you know, uh, the employees and uh, what they did and things that we did. And the second one, uh, as I said, is the one that from the other side talks about the spiritual part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, uh, uh, we talk about the prayer group, of course, talk about uh, going out into the community, uh, uh, talk about going to, into uh, the community in, 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 uh, with food and that kind of thing. Oh, so, uh, so you, you get, a, get sort of like a, a, a from my, from my pers- perspective, just an overview of the fact that Motown was just not a music company that, you know, had a whole lot of hits, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They really, they were, they were real people, you know, yeah. and uh, they did, uh, you know, if you got behind them, you know, you could do the same as you would do with anybody else. That's, uh, that's what we did. Maybe before we go, if you would pray um, for the women who are, and some men who are listening, um, you know, I think that uh, some of the things you've talked about today, getting saved, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, some people might not be saved. Some people might not even uh, have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And then um, also uh, maybe they don't have a church to go to. But we know you and I understand the importance of a local church and yeah. um, serving in a local church, not just sitting. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Yes, yes. And so if you could pray before we go for our audience, I'd appreciate that. Okay. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come and I just thank you for your love and your kindness and your mercies towards us, Father. Yes. Father, I just thank you for the eyes and the understanding of those, Father, will be enlightened. And Father, they will come to know what is the hope of their calling in Christ Jesus. And then, Father God, that they would know how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus. Uh, to die for them, uh, to so that your, their sins would be forgiven and that they could come and be with you forever uh, into eternity. And Father, I just thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that, yeah, yeah. that washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And I just thank you for those who have ears to hear, hearts that are open to you and open to your word. And yeah, Father, yeah. I thank you so much for those that uh, reverence uh, their pastors uh father because your word says that they're responsible for us and uh we really want them to i do want them to to not have to uh come to you and 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 say that well she just wouldn't listen or she just wouldn't be obedient but father just for them to realize that that pastor is that that is that pastor's representing you uh in their Mm -hmm. lives and that they would come to know that. And, and Father, I just thank you so much uh, that your love and your grace and your peace is upon us, that all we need to do is embrace it. And so, Father, as we today uh, in this program, I just say that those uh, you that don't know Jesus, all you need to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Yes. Be my be my Lord. Be my Savior. Uh, and and Father, that they would come to know that the love that you have for them, uh, Father, it passes all human understanding. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be here today with uh, Pastor Scarlett. And I thank you again 
for the opportunity to share. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Well, thank you again. Amen. And I appreciate you so much, Francis. We'll talk soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. All righty. God bless. God bless. Well, I think you ought to order two books right now from this wonderful woman of God who's written these things for our admonition and interest and it is a, a really interesting part of history, and Francis was right in the middle of it. So uh, it would be a, a great read. And maybe you could call a friend and tell them, watch this podcast and order these books and be blessed by it. And until next time on Women of Substance, we hope you're empowered. We hope you're inspired. And we hope that you will grab hold of the will of God for your life and just go forward with him. Don't let anything or anybody try to hold you back from doing the will of God, because in that is your purpose and significance on the earth. In Christ is where we live and move and have our being. Until next time, God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.